We are breaking records on the podcast today because today's guest has been on the show not once, not twice, not three times, but today is her fourth appearance on the Profit Podcast. We are chatting with none other than May Kay Sang. We are talking about really being intentional with your podcast content and your platform message and just so many important conversations that I feel like really need to be highlighted because May Kay is talking about things in this space that no one else is talking about. And I'm really excited for you to hear today's conversation. So enjoy my chat with my good friend, the peanut butter and jelly of podcasting, myself and May Kay saying. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? All right, Profit Podcast listeners, she's back. This is the fourth (laughs) time we have had her on the show. Welcome back, May Kay. Hello, my lovely, and hello to everyone who is at all familiar with me because this is a record-breaking fourth <laughs> return. <laughs> so, like both on like my my and and Crystal's end, I believe. Um, this is the she's the only person who has been so gracious to ask me back four times in total, <laughs> and I think I'm your fourth appearing guest. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so funny because uh, we were talking about how we never catch up. So behind the scenes, like May Kay and I are like, we're good friends. Like we'll catch in from time to time. We're the peanut butter and jelly of podcasting. And it's like, we just haven't had a chance to catch up because everybody's so busy. So we were sitting here looking at each other on screen and we're like, oh, and I have to tell y'all, I still remember, and I know I've told this story before. I don't care. I'm going to tell it again. When May Kay and I met in person, we were mm-hmm. lucky enough, fortunate enough to meet in person in 2019. And I still remember the first time that we kind of like locked eyes and we we're like, wait, <laughs> May Kay, Chris, wait, is this, is this really you? And you were so tired. You were jet lagged. You're like, we're standing <laughs> by Starbucks, of course, because we were just like, oh my gosh, we, we both needed caffeine. And I just remember that's just so specially ingrained in my mind as like, you just have such a bright smile. So I'm so happy that you're here today and we're going to talk about podcasting. We're going to talk about what we love to talk about. <laughs> exactly. And bless you for still thinking that I had a bright smile like when (laughs) when we first met because like so for for all of you who don't know I'm based in the UK and so me to go to San Diego requires me to literally go back in time and so I turn into this early bird and I'm like the nightest night owl that you can find basically (laughs) so for me to go on the flip side of the world and actually change my whole sleeping pattern um it's a pretty big deal and um, I didn't give myself enough leeway I think I arrived the night before and then (laughs) the conference was the next day and I thought oh gosh I should just give myself (laughs) some extra padding just to adjust um so I was literally dead that morning until I had caffeine in my system and I was like oh hey hey crystal (laughs) and here we go yeah many years later we are yes (laughs) I love it so yes well I just I am 
I'm oh, I'm so glad that you have had so many pivots and changes and done so many cool things over the years, like since we first met, but you're still helping other people. So you're helping other people be visible. You're helping them really share their message. And I think that you have this experience that's very unique in what you do. So for anybody that's listening, don't worry. We're going li- to we're going to link to all of Mayke and I's like previous episodes <laughs> and you have to go listen to them because they're so good. But for someone that's just tuning in for the first time, can you give us kind of in a nutshell a little bit of your journey um with helping people be sustainably visible? Ooh, okay. So I don't think you've asked this question in any of the interviews, so this is the first. (laughs) So when it comes to sustainable visibility, that was a movement that I founded in mid-2020. And the reason why it came about is because I started noticing a lot of conversations around visibility to be purely on the logical side. And that's not a problem in the grand scheme of things. Of course, we need to know things step by step and we need to know the strategy. However, for the people who genuinely find it a struggle to follow the step-by-step, not because the steps aren't clear and it's not because they're incapable or anything like that, it's because there is a layer of consideration that is just not there. And that consideration is through the realm of safety because each of us have our own ways of feeling safe within ourselves and safe to show up with certain people, certain movements, certain platforms. And that just wasn't being talked about enough. And to this day, it's still not talked about enough. And so I really started to have these underground conversations at first just to see if anyone else felt the same or was it just a pure projection on my part Uh, because that's something that I'm always aware of is like okay I know I feel this way and it's not that it's not enough for me to feel a certain way and I just need external validation to for me to for it to feel true to me I just want to understand to see if there is a shared truth that I have with people in my space and it absolutely is the case um There is a lot of step-by-step that's needed, but I do believe in the safety first, strategy second approach. Yeah, I really like that. And I think that you're totally right. I don't know anybody else that's talking about it in the way that you are. And so I know, uh, well, tell us a little bit about, because I know that you recently went through a program and you got a certification that you were so excited about. I love like, <laughs> y'all have to go follow Mayke on Instagram. I'm always like, oh my gosh, like what is she working on? And I love your <laughs> graphics. They just, they always make me smile. I think it's Aww. because it, your branding is done so well. And so I'm always like, oh my gosh, hang on, what, what is she working on now? So tell us a little bit about that and how... I guess how it plays into what you do, but share a little bit more about like why it's so important to you, because I think that you kind of created this own little bubble of the internet that, like I said, when I see your brand, it just makes me feel real smiley and it just makes me really happy. So I don't know. That's maybe just a little feedback on your branding is working. Like for sure. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) So yeah, so I recently became certified in grief, loss, and trauma-sensitive leadership coaching. And this is with Lisa Guzman. And I chose to to really go through this huge undertaking. And it was really huge. And honestly, the work is far from done in the grand scheme of things. I don't think I'll even be done in my lifetime. But something happened... Um, 
during the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020, it was a huge wake up call for me. And I realized how much of my life I was, I spent in ignorance and the things that I didn't know that I didn't know, you know, and then I realized that any conversation around race, I could not contribute to because I was so spending so long trying to be neutral. And I realized that being neutral only like enables the oppressor to continue you know, and I just thought, oh gosh, there's so much that I need to unlearn and learn. And I knew that just talking about what it's like to feel safe in one's skin, I didn't want my own trauma to be what qualified me to talk about it because it's not. Yes, I have lived experience with it, but there's a very fine line between sharing one's lived experiences and projecting those experiences as if it's truth for other people. So for me, taking on that certification allowed me to become more and more impartial uh, when it came to that and to know how to hold a space that is trauma sensitive. And I, I am really being mindful of language here that there is a lot of misrepresentation um, on the internet, I guess, around being trauma informed. You see trauma informed a lot more because it sounds better, right? But actually for someone to be trauma informed is not about taking like an overnight course or like a six week, like nine month program. Being trauma informed actually means that you have the skill sets, the experience and the supervision and the license to be able to help someone through their trauma. I'm trauma sensitive, which means that I it's not currently in my scope to help someone through their trauma, but I can hold a space for them to become aware of how it's impacting them and then refer them to um, someone else to work through that trauma with them. I would love to be that person to work on it with them, but currently it's not responsible for me to say that I can because I shouldn't, nor should I, um, nor should I um, at this point because I just simply don't have the training and the expertise and the supervision to facilitate that. So being trauma sensitive means that you have an awareness of how trauma impacts people. And that can be through many lenses. That could be through the lens of race, through the lens of class, sexual orientation, um, gender. Um, you know, there, there's so many that like even like religious trauma, for example, like there are a lot that we carry that we probably don't realize that we have. And so trauma is not just something that we that can happen to us through our lived experiences. It could be a collective trauma. It can be ancestral even. So there's just there's just a lot to unpack there. And the thing is, again, I didn't want my own lived experiences to be what qualified me alone. I wanted to understand. I'm like, okay, if this is what it's like for me, I wonder what it's like for other people. You know, and I just I just didn't want to have any parts or to re- reduce as much possibility. Um to attract people into my space because I'm a trauma victim. I didn't want to create this breeding ground of trauma bonding, which in itself can be extremely harmful. It's nice to feel that someone can relate to you, but unless you're being held in a space with a facilitator who has training on how to not re-traumatize yourself or to cause secondary traumatization, that can be very dangerous and harmful. And so I just wanted to do my part as much as I can within my means right now 
to take a step towards a different direction that's focused more on supervised facilitation. And that's currently where I am. There's a lot more work for me to do. I do feel that with the certification under my belt, there's a lot more work I can do about educating myself and leading by example what it's like to be trauma sensitive. So that's my big spiel there, like why I did that. (laughs) Yeah. This is so good. It's it's so good because, like I said, I don't think that um, – I can't think of another person that is doing what you're doing in the space where other people are sharing messages. So I actually – I have a childhood friend who she's out in California, and she is uh, – she's a therapist. She is a psychologist. She, um, she helps people – deal with trauma. And I see the work that she's doing, but she's like one-to-one, like she's working with clients and she has this whole, um, uh, you know, a practice. She's a clinical practice where she works with other people. And so she's doing work that way. But what you're talking about is the bigger collective of people sharing messages. And that's really why I wanted to, you know, bring you here today because you're doing the work for yourself. Like you're like, you know what? I just I want to step into this role and let my community know that I'm working on this for myself, but this is why I wanted to bring you on because there's people listening right now that are like, "Well, Crystal, I just I help people do this and I I do this." And I'm like, "No, no, no. We need to listen because there's a lot of you that I know listen to this podcast. Your coaches, you're trying to help people in certain aspects of their financial life, their fitness life, like whatever. And you need to be aware that what you say matters. And it's not just like, oh, well, you know, I just recorded that on the fly, you know, and it's just, it's just what I said. Like, I love the idea of make a bring into the table intentionality. That's really what I hear more, more so than anything. And like your whole message is you're being so intentional with how you're showing up for your community. And I just, I wanted to just applaud you for that and recognize you for that because I I see it. I see it as someone that follows you. I really see it. And I think that it's super appreciated. Have you noticed any kind of difference in your own community? Like did have you lost followers? Have you gained followers? Have you had people say, thank you for your work? Like, what's that response been like? You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. I've received so much gracious support from my audience, from my peers, from my clients. Um, I remember when I celebrated um, receiving the certification for the first, uh, uh, my first post about it. And then one of my clients who's currently working with me inside of my sustainable visibility incubator, she said, as someone who's actually working with you, I can see firsthand how you've integrated these practices and it's been life-changing for me. And I thought, wow, that is, that means more than she'll probably ever know, to be honest. And of course, I let her know that that's the case. And 
they've been nothing but supportive. And if, if anything, it's really helped me to discern who to collaborate with now, who to take on as clients mm-hmm. and who to continue nurturing that relationship with if we're already in a relationship and um, who to say yes to for certain opportunities. Um, so it's really helped me to be crystal clear on my values and how they are being expressed through the choices I make and the actions I take. Yeah, that's really good. And and I think so I and here's me I'm just going to be very honest I'm projecting now but I'm thinking about like everything that's happened over the last 2 years and I got to be really honest there's been a few of my mentors that I've questioned mm. you know uh, some of their actions some of the things that they've done in the past and like kind of the like what you were talking about earlier is like um whether it was blinders on or I just didn't want to like look at it or admit it you know it's kind of like oh I can't unsee some of this stuff now so have you had any experience and of course we're not like naming names of like oh no, yeah I we, totally we name we name patterns not person. people <laughs> <laughs> yes yes but have you seen anything that's like really stood out especially for those people that are in the online business space oh yeah i mean i feel like i've got rose colored glasses with the online business space to be honest <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Th- this, doing this kind of work makes you see things you can't unsee things you can't ignore like makes you hear things that you can't unhear and it's like wow have I been listening to these people all this time and been indoctrinated with their messages without realizing it and it's because it's so it's so embedded into our systems um, and in a lot of our teachings and so yes 100% it is really made me extremely conscious of who I who I choose to be taught by so I don't just listen to anyone because they sound good or because of the reputation they have like to be honest reputation doesn't really matter that much to me anymore it used to because I think there is this whole um authority transfer like oh if I'm associated with this person then I get an actual bump all all of that I mean like we we can all feel like that and I do want to acknowledge the fact that I am in a position where I can do that and I know not everybody is so please work with where you are take everything I'm saying with a pinch of salt right now and just please look at your own lenses your own resources and all of the things and yeah it's some people I've been extremely disappointed by and I just can't look at them anymore I can't learn from them anymore even though it is one of those things where like you appreciate the art but not the artist kind of thing right so I think what they are saying can be very beneficial but how they are doing it or how they are selling or how they're communicating how they treat people that is a huge like oh it's kind of like if you go on a first date um they this ethereal they that we keep speaking of right like they uh keep saying that you can tell a lot by someone's character based on how they treat um wait stuff like in a restaurant for example mm. and i just feel like this is the cousin of that in this space it's like how do they treat people <laughs> how do they treat their community and how do they treat their collaborators and all of that and so it's been very frustrating if i'm quite honest um because when you become aware of it, again, you can't unsee it. And then suddenly it really starts to narrow down who you can trust moving forward. And that can be a very isolating and lonely kind of experience. Um, and that's a personal grief that is ongoing for me, like letting go of past teachers who, at the time, 
I really admired, I really adored and wanted to do nothing but do right by them by being a good client, a good student. But now I find myself, I'm in this point in my business where I don't want to be under someone's wing anymore. Like I want to see what I can do with my own wings. And I never say that I look up to anyone anymore because that reinforces a power dynamic where I'm in a subordinate position and they're in a dominant one. And yeah, I, I'm hundred percent. There are people way ahead of me, but I like to think of it more horizontally than vertically. So I look to people. I don't look up to people anymore. And that's just been a distinction that's actually been very helpful for me. And the, the teachers who I'm choosing right now, I can tell because they are literally leaping off of the pedestals that we may naturally put them on. And it's like, no, 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 I'm in this with you. I'm in the trenches and I'm a part of this community just as much as you are. You know, there may be some things that I can help do, you know, create some guidance, but ultimately we are in this together. And I can feel that instead of these mentors who have been so far away from the beginning and have no intention of getting closer to us, only further away. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's so well said because I feel like what you just said is part of so many conversations that I feel like I've had behind the scenes for mm -hmm. the last 12 plus months, but haven't really articulated so much of it. But like you just hit the nail on the head of like just being so frustrated with the people that, you know, are, are leading their authorities, their experts, their they're in the space of they have large followings, they have really big impact and they know it, and they're still way further removed from the reality of people that are just coming up and they have no intention of like, it's like, oh, sorry, that was me, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. And it's like, like, I'm not there anymore. And so this is what I love so much about what you do, because what I see from afar is you really celebrating people that are doing the work. So it's not like you're amplifying a message that you're just like, oh, I'm not like, we're against this person, like with your pitchforks, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we, these people are terrible. Like, we're not trying to do that. But what I love is you are helping other people who are doing the work that you want to see more of in the world. You're like, hey, we got to shine a spotlight on this person because they're doing really awesome things. And that's, that's honestly, to be really frank with you, that's why I wanted you to come on the podcast today. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I love what she's doing. Like, come, I, we just like totally threw this together last minute, like a little yeah. behind the scenes for y'all. <laughs> May Kay told me, she was like, hey, I, we were just chatting back and forth on Instagram. And I was like, hey, what are you up to? And we were catching up and I said, well, you got to come on the podcast and talk about it. And she was like, okay, sure. Let's make it happen. So that's really why, why we're here today. We're just, I'm here just to brag on you and tell you how much I appreciate all the amazing things that you're doing. So there you go. Just a little brag fest. <laughs> Aren't you and Jim? Thank you. I mean, um, I, I do, I do appreciate what you said there as well about shining the spotlight on people who are doing the work instead of shining a spotlight on the people who are doing it wrong because it's so easy for us to point fingers and I know how tempting it is to do that but in doing so it shifts the attention um, to doing something that's just not helpful right I think it's important to hold people accountable 100% right but we need to acknowledge that is not so much the individual person, but it's the pattern that is being perpetuated in our societies, in our systems as well, that 
collectively we can help to dismantle slowly but surely as much as I want it to be super fast and turned overnight let's be frank these these systems have been in place for an extremely long time and it's not going to happen overnight it might not even happen in our lifetime um you know and so all we can do is just do that dismantling process and plant the seeds and you know invite the next generations to continue our work together to create a more equitable world right because it's it's not equitable so yeah so much to say about that you know this is so good it's so it's so awesome though because i i love i love hearing you talk about it because i can i can feel the passion that you have behind it and if anybody's listening and you are helping people that are really going through a more serious, like a heavier topic. And it doesn't have to just be a super heavy topic because I know we have a lot of people in our community that are helping people that are going through a grieving process or they're going through something traumatic, like in real time. And um, I just, I really encourage you to seek out people that are certified to like have make hay on your podcast say hey i need you to come and you know talk to this person or you know just reach out to the resources that are available because i mean let's be honest y'all most of the time i'm just talking about podcasting i'm just talking about here's how to do your dynamic content how's here's how to do this but at the end of the day what y'all are sharing on your shows, it it matters. Like everything that you say really matters and it has that ripple effect. So yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited to see what you continue to do with this work in the future. But I wanted to ask you, so I have, I kind of like switched up our rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, here oh, for I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw her. Yeah. I'm just going to throw her for it. But when this episode goes live, it's going to be just kind of into the new year. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, what are you most excited about in podcasting in 2022? I'm most excited to hopefully play a relative part in helping the podcasting community to be able to share their messages with intention and consideration for whoever is listening. And not to say that's not happening at all right now, it is, but I feel it's still in its embryonic stages because podcasting in in its entirety is still a baby in the grand scheme of things, right? And so by, so Crystal, by you, like, you know, teaching like all of these folks to, uh, start their own podcasts and market them and launch them and all those things. Uh, we are only at the very beginning stages where it's where you can absolutely create and perpetuate some very, very informed practices um, with how we do, how we go about podcasting, whether it's when we are doing solo shows, when we're doing guest episodes or panels, you know, there's a lot of conversations to navigate um moving forward no matter which niche you are in you honestly never know who is listening to you so just having some form of awareness and layers of consideration um can be extremely helpful so something i'm extremely excited to bring into the new year and moving forward hopefully depending on the response <laughs> is um so this is this is how we actually wound up having conversation and dms that led to this uh, conversation as well here on the podcast for the fourth time is i want to create a workshop where 
I teach podcasters and interviewers like summit hosts or people with Facebook groups who invite guests or people who do IG lives um, and they interview someone. I want to help podcasters and interviewers to who are really committed to holding their guests in a more trauma-sensitive manner so that they can really access those really rich insights and stories from a place of consent and agency from the guest. That's and awesome. This is something that I personally have never seen. So I can't say it's the first of its kind. It might be. It's the first of its kind from who I know in the industry, which probably isn't a lot in the grand scheme of the world. But in the spaces that we share, Crystal, like, yeah, I think it's the first. <laughs> and it's very much needed. And that's actually not my own words. It's any person who I've shared this with, I they've told me this they have visceral chills down their spine or they're like wow no one teaches this so like this is so needed and um, that's great confirmation I'm like okay I'm gonna press forward then and see and see whether the market is ready for it and or who's ready enough for it I should say right now yeah this is awesome and is this something that you are hoping to teach people who already have a podcast and they're already sharing a message on their platform or are you trying to help people that are like brand new, just getting started? So it's a bit of both. It's of course going to be the most helpful for people who already have a podcast or they're an interviewer of sorts. However, I do believe that there are a lot of people who want to start things right, right from the get-go, right? Um, and right, I'm putting that in air quotes because that's all relative, right? What <laughs> whatever right means. So I think there are people who I know my own clients, for example, like a lot of them do want to start podcasts, but they won't until they have certain things like this in place because that's how intentional they want to be. And so I think this can absolutely help people who have intentions of being interviewers in some shape or form. Um, especially when it's around tender topics and sensitive stories. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. Cause I know that there's going to be a lot of people listening. Like I said, we have people that are coaches. We have people that are trying to speak to a bigger groups. I know for me personally, I'm going to, my big goal, and this is actually what I definitely wanted to ask you about. Um, one of my big goals for 2022 is to guest on more podcasts. Ooh, and so I'm okay. like, okay, like this is, this is so good. Like I, I wanted to ask you too. So I'm thinking back to our first conversation on the podcast where we talked mm -hmm. about your 101 pitches that you did to <laughs> all in 30 days. <laughs> and I'm wondering, oh my gosh, like I just, I'm still like, I'm doing all this research for myself. I'm just like, how in the world did she do this? And so I wanted to get, <laughs> do you have like an updated number? Like, is there like a, a ticker somewhere? Or so like, how many podcasts have you been on since you started this whole journey? I think now is is it at least over 60. And wow. I and 30 of them were kind of like all within a two month period. And so, <laughs> and that was back in 2019. Oh and um, of course, in retrospect, I share that story with, of course, a line of caution, because, <laughs> because as, as impressive as it sounds, the reality of fulfilling that is it takes a lot of capacity, which is why I always share that story, not for people to follow it. I'm like, but here's what I learned. So you don't do that. <laughs> and I'm, and who, but who am I to tell people what they should and shouldn't do? I can only recommend and invite people to experiment to see what's right for them. Right. Um, 
But ever since then, I've been even more intentional about who I show up with. And it's for reasons that we shared earlier in this um, episode. And actually, I invite everyone who's listening right now who wants to guest on my podcast to consider this lens. So remember that every single podcaster that you say yes to or has said yes to your pitch, you are basically telling whoever follows you, your own audience, your own clients, your own community, that you are advocating for them to a degree. And so if you are seen side by side with someone who is actually quite harmful in any degree to your audience, you're basically telling your audience that that's okay. And I do want to say, of course, we can't know the ins and outs of every single podcaster's stories and every nuance, everything they've ever said, everything they've ever done. I I do understand that. But I just invite you just to just consider Is this someone who I'm proud to advocate for, even if I wasn't on their podcast? Right. So that's personally how I filter through the requests, because I get invited a lot more now because like I I do have a name in the space about being this podcast guesting person. And I do, you know, and then when I think about my sustainable visibility thing, I have to think about my capacity and I have to think about who I'm representing and I have to think about who I'm advocating for. So these are my filters of consideration that I invite each and every one of you to consider um, when you are saying yes or no to various people. So that's why I'm, I'm actually happier to take on less interviews. And again, I acknowledge that I'm in a position where I can do that because I have a lot of interviews under my belt. So if you're not quite there, please do take this with a pinch of salt. For me, because I'm in this position, I would rather say no a lot more. (laughs) And it's not from a place of ego, but it's truly actually from a place of service for them and for me. It's service to them because every podcaster deserves to have a guest who's going to go all in for that interview to provide incredible value to their audience and them. And if I'm not the person who's willing to do that, then it should be a no, right? Because they deserve someone who who is willing to provide that. And if they're not a person who's aligned with me for personal values as well as business ones, then I am not their person. And that's okay, right? There's plenty of other podcasters who I can collaborate with and there's plenty of guests who they can invite on. So it's that just understanding what your personal priorities are. So if your priorities are reach, then go for it. If your priorities are to honor your values and express them wherever you can, because my audience is very tuned in with the nuances. So they notice. Um, I remember when I said yes to an opportunity, that was a, it was a huge question mark for me because I really, like I aligned with the host. However, the person who I was sharing the panel with, I was not okay with. So I had to question, is this okay? And I did wind up saying yes. And to be honest, without naming whoever this was, whatever event this was, mm-hmm. um, it's not a regret, but it's definitely on that same wavelength. And maybe I said yes out of ego. Maybe I said yes out of obligation. And it was definitely a learning point for me. Like, okay, moving forward, I can only say yes to opportunities where I'm 100% okay to reap in both any benefits or any costs that come with that. 
So this is so good. Like I felt like there was like six mic drop moments and everything that you just said, because I, I mean, seriously, you just said exactly what I always think, but I never say out loud. So I want to repeat what you said that was just so impactful. And that was you saying, whoever you're going to guest with on a podcast, whether you're the host or you're the guest, you will be aligned in someone's mind as advocating for that person. And you have to make that distinction. Is this someone I want to be associated with? And I I totally agree with seeing people that go after, I mean, and I'll be really honest, I've done this myself is where I'm like, oh, I really, this person has, you know, 500,000 followers on Instagram. I just, I really, mm-hmm. really want to be on their podcast or I want them to come on my podcast because then they'll share it. So it's this vanity metric of, I yeah. just want like shiny object. Ooh, you know, be in the spotlight. But then I sit back and uh, I mean, there was even a guest on this podcast where I look back and I'm like, man, that just wasn't a good alliance. And it wasn't that, you know, their message was something I didn't want to be aligned with, but their audience just, it just didn't make sense. And so going back to what you were saying, that lesson learned has stuck with me. And I 100% agree that that's the lens that everybody should look through is, do I want to be associated with this person regardless of the following, regardless of the thing, like all the things, like you have to make that distinction. Is it reach or is it your values? And I'm going to say it's, I mean, I'm pretty hardcore on my values too. <laughs> like I just don't, I don't, I don't want to stray away from that because I think that it says so much about your integrity, make hay. And I'm, I'm just a hundred percent, like you can just see it. You can see it from a mile away, how in I'm like integral is that the right word no that's not that, the right that word. is a no word like, I, i'm like i don't think that's the right word it's integral i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna try to make up words here because it's just gonna end badly but yes you're it was it was so good it was spot on with so many things oh my gosh well i and, wanted to go, go ahead um and also while I do appreciate um, that my audience does pay attention to who I'm advocating for or not, I still invite my audience like, oh, please, though, do your due diligence. Don't just take my word for it. Never take my word for it just as it is. Because I think if I speak in such a way that's like, oh, yeah, just follow me and don't think for yourself, that's really encouraging them to shut down their own critical thinking and that's not what I want. I want my audience to make decisions for themselves that can be influenced by me but is informed by them, right? And so when it comes to um, the responsibility that we are carrying as hosts and or guests, um, you know, about the whole advocating whoever we are affiliating with, um, just, just remind your audience like, oh, but please choose. And that's not undermining your influence on them. It's just encouraging their agency, you know? So just want to say that as well. (laughs) No, that's great. That's great. I actually want to go back to uh, what you had said earlier about if if you are pitched something, because I know you do get more pitches. I get pitches all the time too. And it's like, oh, this isn't a line. Like, what is the best way to let someone down gently that you have found? If you're like, it's not about time, it's not about your schedule, and you know if you said that, it would kind of be out of integrity. If you're like, oh, I'm just so busy, I couldn't do it. Like, do you have 
any kind of language that you would use in like an email or a DM where you're like, this just doesn't align? Have you come across any of that? When I'm responding to them to pitch they sent me? Or yeah, if if they're pitching you to either be on your podcast or they want you to come on their show, have you had any examples of that happening? Oh yeah, plenty. Um, actually, I'm shifting the ratio of because I've reduced the frequency of my podcast. It used to be weekly, but now it's fortnightly, which is every two weeks, and that has given me so much space, Crystal. I'm just so much more happier uh, with this. With this, I, I, I truly am because I feel like I get to honor myself and I get to honor my guests way more than I used to because it used to feel like a churn at some point. Anyhow, that's just a complete side note. <laughs> um, and I shifted my ratio to 80% invitation and 5% pitch pitches that I will accept. So that is, I only allow for five guests now, like moving forward, only five guests out for an entire year, I will accept their pitch. And I didn't do that for the sake of making it hard to get on the podcast. It's just because of my capacity, <laughs> you know? And so when it comes to someone who's actually been very well intentioned, they've done their research, but their topic just isn't alignment. Sometimes I do invite them to send me potential, um, like reframes on their topics. Cause maybe there is room there. Um, so if I am genuinely interested based on the intentionality that I am receiving based on their copy. So I am someone that like I used to be a copywriter myself. So I read through copy very, very intently. I read a sales page. No matter how long it is, by the way, I read a sales page at least, I kid you not, 10 times <laughs> before I make a decision um, or even after I made the decision. I still read the copy <laughs> in total <laughs> because I'm, I just pay attention to the details so much. So by the way, all of you, please, please, please make sure that you're not copy and pasting um, because um, there's something called nesting where you see whether the is either on Google is dark green. So when something's been copied and pasted and it turns out dark green, then it's obvious to the receiver that you've copied and pasted that. Mm. Just so you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure that all of your fonts and all of your colors are on point. And if you are going to do copy and paste for the sake of simplicity, but please do personalize it, do it from a Google Doc or, um, or pages or Word, um, not from email to email. Just a side note. Anyway, to answer your question, Crystal... <laughs> When it comes to letting people down um, as kind as possible, we never know if we're going to offend someone. You know, we, we, we can't completely avoid that, but we can be kind where we can. So, for example, if someone has reached out to me well-intentioned, but it's just not fit, I'll say, hi, Dana. I don't know, just first name that came to my mind. <laughs> like, hi, Dana, thanks so much for reaching out to us and for your interest in being a guest on the podcast. At the moment, based on what we have seen from, you know, what you shared with us, it doesn't quite align with the direction of the podcast. We do invite you, you know, to repitch to us in the future if you still feel aligned with us. Um, but for right now, I'm afraid it's going to be a no. So it's just something like that. Just letting them know it's not personal yeah. to them. It's their topics. It's not them you know and so I just have yeah. to be honest with them and those are only for people who are well-intentioned if people don't even bother to personalize and like I I've actually <laughs> I had a meeting with my team today and uh 
uh, my team member, her name's Annie, uh, she said, like, oh, um, you, you've gotten quite a few requests, like these pitch requests. I don't know whether to forward them to you or not. And then I was like, I trust your judgment. And she's like, oh, good, because um, pretty much all of them are like a hi there or, you know, just something completely yeah. impersonal. And I'm like, if they didn't bother, why should we? Right. So if they follow up, yeah. okay, fair enough. You might warrant a response, but you pretty much have an immediate no from me if you don't even bother to personalize it with my name and spelling it correctly and having a hyphen in there. Cause yes, I have a hyphen in yes. my name. It's M A I hyphen K E E. And it's not a capital K either with K in the second part of my name. So these are the small details that do matter. And just a quick note, because I am, I am Asian, so I, I do have an Asian identity. Something as simple as spelling my name correctly and being asked how my name is pronounced and not assuming, it means the world to me. And that's just one of those things that I just, I don't have that, I don't have an easy name. Uh, to remember to pronounce a certain way or to spell a certain way but when someone even asks they can try and ask just to clarify but if they just go on and assume that just goes to show me that they are not the kind of person who picks up on details like I do and that something as simple as that can be enough to turn me away if there's potential for the bridge to be built sure if they reflect on their actions and come back in retrospect but if it's not, and it, it's just like okay. <laughs> so yeah, I will. I will oh reflect gosh. back what people give me. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to hear more of our pitch fest, <laughs> uh, our ranting, yes, the things that we do not like that we do not like about pitches. Please go listen to our previous podcast episode. We have one totally dedicated to that. We we really aired out some grievances in that episode mm-hmm. and I'm still really proud of it because we we just really, It's the best. Yeah, we just went all in. To listen to it. <laughs> it was the it was the one just on before this one. Not to do. Yes, yes. Yes. It, yes, it was the third one. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I am just, I'm so happy to see your face. I'm so glad that we got to catch up. And I do have one more, though, I guess we like, we kind of did rapid fire, but not really. And, but I do have we one. We did that fire. I we went fire. Is, <laughs> yeah, we did fire. That's what it was. It was fire. No rapid to it. This will be the, the one rapid question that I have for you. And that is, what's your favorite podcast right now? I wonder if I said this last time. <laughs> Um, if so, then there's quite some consistencies there. So one, or the one that I listen to most is called the BS Free Biz. Oh gosh, um, I want to make sure that I honor this podcaster. So her you name give it a proper shout out. Yes, of course. So her name is Maggie Patterson, and she is the host of the BS Free Service Business Podcast. So I just love that she called out a lot of that one last time. Okay. Oh, I wonder who, who who did I shout out last time? I wonder. Well, I'm going to have to go through all my old episodes as well. (laughs) I know. I'm like, you're going to have to go listen to it because it was just, it was so good. And I feel like you always bring like a new podcast and something new to the mix. So I'm just, I'm so excited. So tell us again, the name of your workshop, and we're going to have a link to it in the show notes. So everybody can sign up because it's happening January 19th, correct? 2022? Yes, correct. Yes, correct. <laughs> and I'm going to be running it at two different okay. times for time zone inclusivity as well. So it's called Converse with Consent. 
and the link to go check it out for the details and if you want to sign up i really hope you do go to makeasign.com forward slash consent and you'll find all the details there perfect yes and we're gonna have links in the show notes make a Thank you so much. Like, I'm just, you're just such a bright, shining light for me. And I'm just so grateful that you are. Hang on, I forget what it is. I think you're the jam or the jelly yes, to my peanut yes. butter. Yes, absolutely. But you're, you're the peanut butter. <laughs> I love peanut butter, but I'm also British. So uh, we call it jam here, by the way. <laughs> I think you, you I think you all yeah, call it I'm jelly. Like, um, yeah, but I think jelly <laughs> is a cuter name, though. <laughs> to work though so i'm the i'm the jelly jam uh, to your peanut butter of podcasting thank you so much for inviting me back for a fourth time and i'm just so appreciative of the space that you carve out for these conversations to happen so thank you yes thank you for being here today and i told i told may Kay, i was like if anybody starts inching in on her record of four a fourth consecutive <laughs> interview we're gonna have, have to call her back and say yep you gotta come back on the show <laughs> yes first place oh gosh i never got first place for anything as a kid so <laughs> that that feels so meaningful to me <laughs> oh I'm going to have to send you, an, I'm gonna, we're going to have to create a medal. Oh, I'm not even going to spoil it. Yeah, we're going to create some kind of trophy for you and we'll send it to Aww, you. But thank you so, so much sweet. for being here today. Thank you, Crystal. <laughs> She's just the best jam to my PB&J, right? She is just so fantastic. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with... May Kay, she is someone who, if you are brand new to her, you're like, oh my gosh, she was incredible. How do I hear more of her content? Please go sign up for her workshop. We're going to have a link in the show notes, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 322. And I also want you to go check out the previous episodes that we have done together about podcast guesting, some of the biggest pitching mistakes that we see podcasters making or other people people that just want to guest on shows, we get a little ranty in one of the episodes, but we're really honest. We have so many conversations behind the scenes about what it takes to be successful in this space, but how to do it in a manner that is really aligned with who we are and the people that we want to be, the brands that we want to represent and who we want to work with. So make sure you go check out May Kay's workshop. Go to crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 322 for all the details. But that's all I have for you today. So make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go check out May Kay's other episodes that we have done here on the Profit Podcast. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.